Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On the show this week, making an unprecedented seventh appearance on the show, <laughs> Berto Ponce. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Berto, it's good to bring you back in. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun, and uh, we review the latest NXT uh, uh, pay-per-view, NXT War Games. Uh, excuse me, NXT Takeover War Games. Yep. And uh, yeah, we got to go to this one live. We had a blast. Yeah, it's a fun show to be at. Yeah, and to be honest, why are we watching anything <laughs> else in the WWE? Like, what? How do, how do they top that? They can't. <laughs> and we jump into that on the show today. <laughs> so if you hate the main roster as much as we do. <laughs> uh, but Berto is, um, I mean, I'll, I'll tease this now, soon to be part of the network. And then uh, just our wrestling uh um mentor or yes. mentor 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, our wrestling mentor here for the show um birdo where can they find you they can find me on instagram and twitter at brainiac the mc it's brainiac with a k and uh you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on twitter at justin underscore malari and the geek offensive is on social media as well uh, with the handle at geek offensive on everything this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, which is also on social media, handle at Geek Say What. And uh, without the network, we couldn't be doing this show. Um, and a uh, big thank you to the network for providing this platform for us. Um, this show is also, excuse me, the network also has a plethora of other shows available right now and a few on the horizon. First up, we have Ready, Set, Geek, hosted by Alex Gallet, JPG Cole, and Anthony. It's your starting line to geek culture. Next up, we have Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. They are our twice-a-month trivia podcast. And uh, on the horizon, we have DGIF, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal and Alex Gallet. Um, it's, uh, they'll be bringing uh, marginalized topics to the table and really putting them in focus and basically, you know having a long-form discussion over issues that need that type of format. So, really looking forward to that one. And next up, we have RP Geek Allegories, also on the horizon. Um, Jason, I'm be honest, I forgot the synopsis, So, um, but it's JPG. So you, you all love him, so it's got to be good, right? Um, it'll be coming out soon. He Something about issues to the table. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, look for all those shows in the future and also a show in the near future, possibly hosted by Berto and Elaine. Um, but I'm only going to tease that now. We can't, I can't reveal the name or anything just yet. But uh, soon. Soon. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, big shout out to Wayland Productions, our associate producers. You can find them at wayland.ws. They provide the studio space for, that, for us. Uh, they help us with the equipment. And uh, they have an audio drama out right now on Alpha called We're Alive Frontier. Please go check it out. And finally, big shout out to TFAL and the Balut Club t-shirt. <laughs> um, they are available now. Uh, if you find, I'll put the, the link to get it in uh, Geek Offensive social media. Sweet. And uh, But you can find it right now on uh, This Filipino American Life's podcast social media. There's a link there. Fill out the form. Place your order and we'll get the shirt out to you. Uh, ASAP. Yeah. I think they start shipping in December. Yes, and but it's the, a limited run, so getting quick. Yeah, they're going to go quick. The last run went like that, so this one, same thing. Um, just make sure to get your orders in ASAP. Again, I'll blast the links out on my social media. Um, 
But Birdo, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. We'll see if we can make it to 10 appearances before the year's out. <laughs> Four weeks, five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. It's All possible. Right. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Cue my music. Happy Thanksgiving, man. You too. Yeah. How was your How was your holiday? Do anything yesterday? I did absolutely nothing because. Uh, and that's what I'd be thankful for. I, I was, had to do nothing. <laughs> I got to sleep in and go nowhere except for hunt for food. But um, oh, that's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time in a long time. I don't think I've ever done Thanksgiving like that. It's always with family somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing anything over the weekend? Um. Have a friendsgiving tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Fuck, that's tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fr- the Friday after Thanksgiving, folks. And uh, Berto and I are in the studio, and we're gonna review NXT Takeover War Games in just a bit. But we're gonna catch up first. Um, but yeah, that's tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually. I'm trying to like. I gotta work out later and stuff, and I'm not eating right now just to <laughs> so I can go nuts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's five mo. Uh, bringing cookies tomorrow because the last time i brought cookies to this show jpg ate all of them before alex could try any <laughs> and i'm saying this on air <laughs> oh sh- oh that makes me think well, should i put this up tomorrow then <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh wait is it gonna be those cookies from uh Doe and arrow yes oh, oh my yeah. god those are so good where is that place by the way it's in costa mesa costa mesa okay. bristol it's next to halal guys or in the same plaza is that also near like there's a sidecar out there too isn't there um in costa mesa there's it's in costa mesa but not it's not close to it uh, maybe like 10 minutes oh, okay yeah that's Jesus. <laughs> Both of those things are into the same city. I'm screwed. Yeah. Because I'm out there for work sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, anything else planned for the Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, no. Enjoying, enjoying the four days off? Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping to do nothing. Oh, I mean, this sorry. Is close, this is, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> this is okay because this is, this is fun. But I'm just, yeah, I was just like, oh, shit, sorry, Berto. And it, it is a morning recording as opposed to our usual 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, start time. It was funny is that, like, I've been here so many times, and I actually missed the turn mm-hmm. when I got here because I don't know what this looks like during the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this is what, your seventh, eighth? I think seven. I literally lost count <laughs> damn it because i wanted to do the thing where i go do the seven times seven <laughs> times but i'm like crap i don't know how much it is i think this is seven okay i'll save it for the 10th time okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm like if this is seven i'm like i can, I can squeeze you in for three more before the, <laughs> the end of the year <laughs> set the record <laughs> It's like, damn it. <laughs> I'll just pop up on shows where people don't know who I am. Yeah. Or if you really want to like go for it today, like you can stick around for the next recording. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see Dave. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm being productive today. I'm doing two recordings and a day off. Nice. <laughs> During the day. Are <laughs> <laughs> you doing anything tonight? Are you going to relax tonight? I'm going to relax tonight. Okay. I think... 
unless something comes up yeah I'm, i'll be down like after the my workout's at four and usually like i'm good to, i'm usually like energized after that so yeah. it's like okay if something happens i'll be ready i like a change of clothes i'll be good <laughs> um but yeah man uh thanks for coming in on like again everyone's supposed to be sleeping in right now <laughs> yeah god no, i fucking i weighed in myself this morning and i was very disappointed <laughs> uh, was it from yesterday yeah <laughs> I was like, fuck i was like because i did go nuts yesterday i was like god damn it all that work in the past few months just <laughs> for the one day and this is the toughest time of the year to keep it up yeah um that's why i'm like okay let's let's hope i don't miss the workout later <laughs> um but yeah man uh, and then like before you know it like christmas is coming up mm-hmm. fuck and this is why i wanted uh to have a nice chill four days because mm-hmm. uh obviously thanksgiving my mom's birthday is coming up and then my nephews and then christmas so the next four weeks are just gonna be oh, super hectic for me yeah is christmas always that hectic for you um yeah because it's all birthdays just that are packed. condensed like my dad's birthday was last weekend wait so what month okay 12 nine so that's so march right for no no because everyone's birthday's in december so it's yeah yep. that's march all those saint patrick's day babies <laughs> <laughs> and all the scorpios are valentine's day babies <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh this is like is this the first time I've had you like one-on-one yeah on show yeah, yeah this is just you i figured you've been on the show so many goddamn times let's just <laughs> Let's just have your episode, <laughs> and especially since like uh, you and Elaine are going to be doing a little project for Geek Say What next year looks like. Yep, crossing fingers. Yeah, I um, I mean, all the plans are in set. We just gotta get in there. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the show yet, but if it's Elaine and Birdo, you can <laughs> probably guess what the show is going to be about. <laughs> Food. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just about food and knitting <laughs> and sitting by the fire. <laughs> that actually sounds relaxing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but you're my, um, you and a few others are like my go-to people for like pro wrestling and pro wrestling info. Yes. And we just went to NXT. So, uh, was NXT TakeOver. Yep. Um, yeah, you've pretty much been like the reason I started going to shows. So. And I'm glad that you like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a great time at the last show yeah yeah um but uh okay now i, I know we touched on it the last time i think your first appearance you're on but let, let's go into let's even get a little deeper with this um how did the pro wrestling thing start with you was it just always something you watched as a kid yeah i actually still remember the first match that i saw or it was like the last couple minutes of a show mm-hmm. um do you remember what the show was? I don't remember what company it was. I was just flipping through mm-hmm. channels one summer, and it was a tag team match. One team, the heels, looked like they were twins or brothers. They just both had long blonde hair, mm-hmm. and they did what is now known as twin magic. Where, twin magic. Yeah, where uh, one of them was hurt, ref gets distracted, and they switch places. Ah. Uh. And I remember seeing that. Of course, they won, and I turned to my dad and I asked, you know, how how was that possible? How do they win? That was cheating. And my dad just looks at me and goes, "Man, it's wrestling." <laughs> but that was it. That got me hooked. Did that ever? Did you ever have that confusion when you came across like you know, Greco Roman wrestling or collegiate wrestling, anything like that? 
Uh, not really. No. I mean, back then, you know, when we were kids, like they still kind of, you know, they call it protecting the business where they, um, you know, treated it like it was real sport. Mm-hmm. Like if you had to, it was fake, you know, Dr. Dave Schultz beat up John Stossel on 2020 for asking that question. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, on 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, what it was that made it. I know part of the origin. They were like, they're like catch wrestling matches, yeah. and they weren't as entertaining. They went too long, so they said like I'll start scripting it. But that just stayed for decades, yeah, to the point where it became like this different art form altogether. It's like you're taking before it was like you know, you'd throw a fight. Now it's kind of like you're taking bumps. You're setting up spots. You're like it, it really is a show. Yeah, I think you know I'm not a wrestling historian. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that it is in uh is part of uh you know the golden age of tv once it became televised it became like showy right yeah um well okay so but that first show you saw um did you ever find out what team that was no i've been looking for years so it might have just <laughs> been like a local promotion because oh. it definitely wasn't nwa or wwf at the time a local prom- that was on tv yeah it might not even been like uh, local to SoCal. It could have been somewhere Was else. it a cable access thing? I want to say it was like public access. Public access. I, did, I don't think I had cable at the time. Okay, so public access. I wonder what... Because I'm trying to think of the steps. I'm like, what could you do to figure that out? If you can remember the station. So you were still living in Long Beach at the time? Uh, no, I grew up in L.A. You I grew was up in L.A. living in the Valley already at the time. Okay, so you're living in the Valley, and it was public access. I'm like, what? What? How old do you think you were? Um, probably ten ish. You're ten. I don't even know if public access is the right word for it. Right. It was the U. It had could have been the U UHF stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, what year would this have been? Uh, not to out. Sorry, not to out your age, but uh, <laughs> maybe. Okay, so I wasn't ten then because I was going to say it was the mid '80s, but I wasn't already ten in the mid '80s. So mid '80s. Yeah. It was on in the valley. It was. It wasn't cable. No. I'm like, okay, that should be enough clues right there. Like, what <laughs> pro wrestling show was on during that time period? Yeah, and the tag team was two white guys with blonde hair. That was the heel team. That was the heel team. Yeah. Oh. I've tried to Google this. Because like, it makes me think of, like, the body Donnas, but that was way later. Yeah, that was, like, 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Sonny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay. That's oh, we'll make that a side project. Oh, that could be an episode for the show. It's like let's Ooh. figure out what Berto's first <laughs> wrestling match was. That'd be dope. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so you saw that match first, and your dad had to explain it to you right away. It's like no, he just kind of shrugged it off. He's like, oh, that's wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> is your dad into it at all? No, not at all. No, is anyone else in your family into it? No, my sister was kind of a casual fan in the 90s is when everyone was watching wrestling a little bit during the right. attitude era but like she has a peripheral knowledge because i watch it mm, but, okay yeah maybe and now xanthi also a little bit yeah no? yeah it's the same thing as you like i took her to a live show and uh she had fun but she she qualifies it by saying that was actually fun <laughs> <laughs> it's like thanks xanthi <laughs> why can't it just be fun yeah Shout out to Xanthi and the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> As it, oh, wait. Does, I mean, um, 
Does she like hook it up with McRibs for you since she gets those coupons? You know what's funny? She sent me one uh, as a thank you <laughs> recently. <laughs> I don't know if I want to use it though because it's not just like a piece of paper. Yeah. It looks like a business card and it's glossy and it's a what? Pic- it has a picture of a McRib on it. Hold it. So I kind of just want to frame that. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Phil, folks, let me explain this real quick. So uh, past guest on the show, uh, Xanthi Pajarillo, she's uh, the creator of the Airman uh, web series coming out um, soon. Um, she's also famous for being the McRib girl uh, on this viral video <laughs> on YouTube. Um, she basically went up to city council and petitioned to have the McRib brought back during non-seasonal <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a result, like she gets hooked up with these things like every every now and yeah. then or every season. Or I guess around every season. I don't know if. I'm allowed to say it on air, but oh. I mean, they reach out to her every year. That's crazy yeah. that they reach out to her every yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like, I didn't know that about her until like she was on the show. I'm like, Oh, I had a celebrity. on. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird thing for me. Cause you know, for me, she's just my cousin. Yeah. And I knew she did the McRib thing. Uh-huh. I didn't know how big it was. Well, that's the thing. Like I remember that video coming out and I just didn't put two and two. Oh, well, she had different hair. Yeah, in the video too, yeah. but uh, no, that was just so funny. And then, like, well, I mean, Berto's got to be like stocked up on McRibs, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, should ha- oh, we said you said it looks like a business card thing. Yeah, yeah, you should have her sign it. I was thinking about. So it. I could just yeah. sign it and then like eBay <laughs> <laughs> the McRib girl <laughs> sign it. <laughs> um, okay, so back to you growing up as pro wrestling was that was that the main thing you were nerdy about as a kid? No, I think it was evenly distributed you know video games and comic books mm-hmm. um wrestling because back then not a lot of my friends watched wrestling and the ones who did only watched wwf right um mostly because in socal that's what we had access to yeah that's all i saw when i was a kid yeah but i was the nerd about wrestling that i would read the magazine so i know mm-hmm. or i knew about other promotions I found once I got cable, then I had access to NWA and right. World Class and AWA. Is PWI that magazine still around? It is. It is. Yeah, okay. Uh, our friend Chris Wolf just made it to number twenty-eight on the top one hundred women's list. Oh shit! Yeah, it's Shout funny. out to Chris. Yeah, it's funny because she didn't know what it was. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, she didn't know what it was. It was just, no, it's just like someone. I think someone sent her the list, and she's like, "I don't know what this is, but I'm glad to be on it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right again you can check out that episode chris wolf it's somewhere in the 60s um but yeah like she she's not like a big wrestling historian either she just loves doing it yeah yeah so i mean being 28 on a list of 100 in the world is, is pretty that's impressive. that's pretty fucking yeah. crazy that means like a lot of people are talking about you yeah yeah even for someone who's like you know in the independent like that's huge yeah actually i would argue that um because of the internet and like being on the independence can get you maybe not the same type of marketing as wwe but like your face gets out there yeah well nowadays they're if you're the top echelon of the indie scene mm-hmm. some people don't want to leave the indies because yeah. they're making more money because it's going straight to them like they're working oh, the schedule they want to wow, work oh yeah. yeah well i mean cody rhodes yeah perfect example yep that guy does what the fuck he wants yep. like, yeah granted it's, it's a small number but it it's possible now yeah um, no, but that opens up a lot of like opportunities for wrestlers. They don't have to be, you know, under McMahon's regime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I bet that's how a lot of the NXT roster feels. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> Keep me here. <laughs> Kyrie Sane looks at Asuka and she's like, yeah, I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so back to you growing up. Were you always like a nerdy kid? Were you like, did someone introduce it to you? Like, how did that start? You know, it's funny, like, because I've thought about this. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't know me, you saw me. I yeah. don't look like a typical nerd, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, you got the Shinsuke Nakamura hair <laughs> and you're you covered know, in tats. Hair, tattoos, piercings. Yeah. It's not what you would have normally considered a nerd. Yeah, I, I would say like maybe like a punk rock fan or something. Yeah, it was funny. I've, I was a rapper in a past life. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. Wh- no, putting a pin on that. We're getting back yeah. to this. Okay, finish this thought. Um so when I was growing up, I didn't consider myself a nerd. It was just things that boys did. We watched wrestling and uh, played video games and yeah. read comic books. Uh um so I don't know I wouldn't have classified myself as a nerd back then. Right. But it's now you look at it near yeah, that's all those are all nerdy things. Mm-hmm. Maybe just cuz it and we didn't grow out of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's still cool, so I'm going to keep liking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you said you grew up in the Valley? Yeah, I was born and raised in L.A., and then we moved to the Valley. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what high school did you go to? Uh, Alamany. Alamany. Holy shit, we played them. I think I told you, because you went to yeah. Servite. Yeah. Uh, it was the year after I graduated, I came back for the homecoming game mm-hmm. and our football team, well, it wasn't my football team anymore. The uh, Alamany's football team was undefeated and we lost the homecoming game to Servite. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, uh, sometime a few years ago. <laughs> like, cause we played, um, I wasn't on varsity when we played Alamany. We only did one year against them, I think. Or it was only like my freshman and sophomore year. So, I wouldn't have been at that homecoming game either way. No, it was a little before your time, I think. Okay, um, but okay, so you're from LA. I mean, uh, where, where did you? Uh, I mean, what kind of kid were you in high school? Kind of. I was actually. I'm. I was super quiet. Yeah. Super shy. I'm an introvert by nature. I'd say you're still quiet now. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call you shy. Uh, I think the thing I know how to control it or turn it <laughs> turn it off sometimes is basically <laughs> like you know i i know how to be social when i need to be yeah uh but if you met me in high school it, i've run into people uh from back then mm-hmm. and i'll have a conversation and i've had people stop me mid-conversation and go the weirdest thing about this conversation is that you're talking <laughs> i was <laughs> super quiet but it's weird because i was also involved in a lot of things what were you involved in uh well, I played a lot of sports. Well, not you did not in high school. Yeah, but, but you just still, I didn't know you played any sports. Uh, I played them all. What do you mean you played them all? Uh, How <laughs> I played basketball, a uh-huh. little bit of baseball. You know, just with friends. Right. Uh, I did play. Oh, you weren't on any teams. You just do this in your free time. Yeah. Well, I played organized like park league football and basketball. Oh, okay. okay. Um, bowling. I love bowling. What were you? You said football. Yeah, well, what did you play in football? Just what, park, park league. I played center and guard. Oh, you're a lineman. Wait, is park league like contact or is it? Uh, it was it was flag. It's flag. Okay. Yeah. And then oh, you were center. Okay, so you know yeah. how to snap. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that because yeah. I pl- I played center in high school. Oh yeah. yeah. It was uh, funny because I was like the smallest guy on the field, but they put me at center. Yeah, but also, 
at that point, it's what is good. Well, I don't know how it is in flag, but in high school, it's like if you can get under everybody and you're a lineman, like that's a huge advantage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh, well, okay. So I didn't know that. I didn't know you had any athletic background. Yeah. Hard to tell nowadays if you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even uh, have ran a few half marathons like a, up until a couple years ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That, as I got older, just it was getting harder to recover like my back and knees like i could feel it now yeah that's yeah he's just a motherfucker yeah yeah and it takes a lot of time to train mm-hmm. yeah any any uh time in a ring no it's like the really? one thing i've never done i mean other than i took taekwondo like every kid does but you took taekwondo i never took taekwondo god damn <laughs> you're a man of many talents i had no idea yeah uh but no but nothing in a ring like you never just no. the opportunity never came up no, you know what's funny is that I remember watching. This is probably during college. I was watching uh, lucha wrestling in Mexico, and they were having. Uh, I don't know if they still call it then because now it's offensive. But you know, midget wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do they call that now? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, minis. They call them minis now. Mini. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. But at the time, I remember, there was one guy who was 5'3", wrestling with the minis, mm-hmm. and they referred to him as, like, the giant. I'm like, I'm 5'3". I could be a giant <laughs> in the minis. Uh, you could be the big show of the minis. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously considered that. Dude, that would have been awesome. <laughs> stopping you now. Let's go. <laughs> you know, um, I think it's Sin Bodhi. He was in wwe for like a cup of coffee mm-hmm. but he runs a promotion in vegas and they do well, he was doing a, like a fantasy camp kind of thing i don't know if he's still doing it mm. but it was more for like an everyday you know people who aren't going to do it for like real mm-hmm. but want to get a taste of it right like, i'd be down to at least try that if they're still doing it oh uh, okay um yeah, if they're still doing it, man, let's get you in some tights and fucking get out there, man. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's a great intro for the show. That would be a thing we could do together for the show. There we go. <laughs> Elaine's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so through high school, was it? Um, you said you did a lot of other things. Was it just sports? Was it other things? Like, what were you into? I mean, like I said, I was in a I was in a rap group at the time. Okay. Okay, that's <laughs> hold on. We, <laughs> we gotta talk. A rap between you saying that and fucking Justin Keyson saying like he was in a ska band. I'm like, I'm <laughs> having a great year so far. You know what's funny? I I worked at the warehouse. Please tell me you're gonna collaborate with him. <laughs> I worked at the warehouse in college. You know, we had a Ticketmaster outlet. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of his band now. But oh, the, the warehouse was like a, a record store, kids. Yeah, record yeah. store, movie rentals. Yeah, I used to have to physically go buy those things. Yeah. Anyway. It was like Blockbuster, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Berto, those are fighting words. Sir. <laughs> um, yeah, when we, we had a Ticketmaster outlet, and I remember seeing his group's name uh-huh. on the Ticketmaster screen. I can't remember it now, but... So I was aware who they were, but I didn't know Justin at the time. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We could make that collaboration happen. We have a studio. All that's, I'm just saying. <laughs> Can you put rap and Scott together? I'm pretty sure you could. I mean, everything's possible. Everything's being mashed up now. <laughs> okay, so it's a rap group you're in. Yeah, it was called Rhyme Scheme. Rhyme Scheme. Yeah. Is there is this available anywhere on the internet? I don't think so. God this is damn still, it! Like, 
today it's funny i sound like the old man oh these kids today <laughs> you could record everything from the comfort of your own bedroom nowadays you have the yeah. equipment back then we had to like get together and use you know like tape karaoke machines yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister's husband's gonna hate that I said karaoke because he's a uh, Japanese American. Oh, Karaoke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're in this rap group. How did you have a name? Uh, yeah, it was Brainiac. Hence my Brainiac. Oh, my, that's okay. That explains it. Got it. Now I'm starting to put tunes together. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, uh, I got the name. Oh, I, Brainiac I, DMC. That's what it is. Yeah. Duh. I didn't even name myself. I was a. Uh, I used to go to class with two notebooks open mm-hmm. and I would have one for my, my class notes mm-hmm. and another one for my rhymes. And I'd be writing in both at the same time. Wait, and can you do that? Right. With two hands? No, I mean, oh, switching you, oh, back switching. and forth. Okay. And one of my friends uh, looked at me one day. I still remember it was in, we were in AP history mm-hmm. and he's like, are you writing notes and rhymes? He's like, you're a fucking brainiac. God damn. And son. that's how the name like happened. You're doing it right now. Actually. No, <laughs> <laughs> Now you only have one notebook open. You're <laughs> you're focused on the show. Appreciate yes. that. <laughs> okay, so you had a rap group. Did you guys? What was the name of the group again? Rhyme scheme. Rhyme scheme. Okay, so did you guys perform? How many were there? There was initially two of us. Then it became four. Two, okay. Then it was kind of five because once we got into college, like we were spread out a little bit. Right. Um. Yeah, uh, we performed well, a lot locally. Okay, so like. Um, like local clubs bar, any any clubs still around or um you know i don't know because it's you know started off with house parties then house parties okay then uh clubs i think we you know back then there was a big uh party promoting crew scene mm-hmm. uh so we performed a lot of those kind of parties got it okay yeah. did you have a dj was one guy a dj and then the rest of uh, no or? we didn't have a dj uh we did have a couple people that would make beats for us okay one of whom now is a DJ Cheap Shot. He was the DJ for Styles of Beyond. Oh, yeah. whoa. He was the D- the resident DJ when New Kids and Backstreet did their first cruise a couple years ago. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, he's made beats for Beastie Boys and Fort Minor, that Linkin Park and Jay-Z. Like, I'll see his name in movie credits. Like, we still kind of keep in touch like through social oh media, God. but it's crazy to think like oh this guy was the guy making our beats at one point god damn Bert, i had no idea yeah. <laughs> holy shit yeah, that's funny. he hit he used to have a uh a show we went to uc orion mm-hmm. uh, that's where i met him he had a radio show there and i would just come in like we'd have some mcs in and we'd freestyle every now and then right. one of them uh what was his name at the time he was going by Eminon which was backwards for no name. Oh my God. Uh, he is now Aloe Black. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Small world, man. Okay, so, God, there has to be video of this. So, you had no friends, like, record any of this? Or I know there's... You have tape somewhere lying around? There's videos somewhere. It's all sparsed out. And you know how it is. Like, people lose track of tapes. Yeah, yeah. But there's some out there that exist somewhere god damn i yeah. have to do that how'd you get into like even i don't even know how you'd go about writing rhymes or getting into it. How, how did it happen with you i wrote a lot of not not because wrote poetry as a kid okay um i guess i just always had a knack for words and you know my friends introduced me to rap because i wasn't listening to it at the time mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i just remember like how old were you when they introduced it 
uh, I was probably 10. 10, okay. And I think I started, I wrote my first rhyme at 11. Whoa. Yeah, and it was, you know, I was 11, so I was writing about, you know, talking on the phone with my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Raph was so innocent. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I think it was a birthday party of my own. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, Casio. Actually, I'm relieved that's what you're writing about. Like, if you write uh, about 11. bitches and hoes at yeah. 11, you'd be like, God damn, what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the show is going to get an hour longer because of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I did grow up in Echo Park before the Valley, and this is Echo Park pre-gentrification. Ah. It was not a nice place. Right. Um, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't a good place either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so what, what, okay, so you had a penchant for word, you started writing poetry, and then what, how does that build into... Well, I mean, is how does it work writing rhymes? It, do you just write rhymes, or is it like, do you try and write a song, like a track, or like? I think it, you know, growing or at the time when I was young, I was just trying to write, maybe on a topic, mm-hmm. and everything, just all the lines had to rhyme. That was it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Then as I got older and more experienced, and you know, <laughs> I know you hate it. I think it's you that it's like I'm really into puns oh, God. Yeah. and i think it's because of that background it's a lot of wordplay for me yeah actually yeah that explains why you're so fucking like <laughs> like constant with those like god damn it yeah it's, it's just built in <laughs> it's like oh you got this oh, okay that explained a lot <laughs> um okay so you're writing like again because that's maybe that's something i can focus on next year because like writing like rap and music in general is so foreign to me so when you're writing on a topic, I mean, how does that turn into like a song or is it something like poetry where it's like you just say a verse and like, that's it or, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes I would just, I would freestyle in my head uh-huh. and, you know, write down the parts that I liked. Mm. Um, there's a lot of that. I'm, I was just thinking about this the other day when a new CD came out, I would just isolate myself in a room and mm-hmm. just listen to it for a few times and then I would get inspired and start writing my own stuff. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned to you, maybe not on the show, but I like collaboration, which is why I was in a group because we always, I, I was always inspired by the other guys. Yeah. So someone else might come up with a, an idea for a song. I'd hear their verse and we would kind of like try to one up each other. Um, no, and that can be like a healthy environment when yeah. you're trying to push each other creatively. And it's not so much competition. It's just you need like that other voice or that other input to like get the wheels turning. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it helped because uh, they would do like the other guys are better at writing songs that were stories. Okay. It's um, so, like one of my favorite things. Like there was an, we had an espionage theme. So it was. I forgot what the goal was, but you know, it was verse to verse to verse of us trying to protect this thing or attain this thing. Mm-hmm. And the last verse was, uh, someone that ended up being, you know, the, uh, the traitor. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, I never would have thought that, by, thought of that by myself. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so what, if you, so if you weren't doing stories, it was just, what, what were you rapping on? Uh, you know, at the time, what were you rapping on? I said, fucking 50. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, just a lot of, uh, oh, I'm better than you and this and that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which is another thing. Cause if you know me, like I'm not, that's not my personality. Yeah. You're, you're f- humble as fuck. Yeah. So that's actually kind of interesting to hear. Yeah. But you know, that's what rap is. And that's the rap I grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to, to rappers nowadays and they talk about way more things than I do or did. Or, or they 
talk about stuff you can't understand because they're mumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Not any, big, any any feelings on that? <laughs> not a big fan. <laughs> it sounds so lazy to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like they're making a lot of cash off of it. So it's like, I wish I had thought of it. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. one of my uh, my uh, friends who, his name is DJ Paws. Mm-hmm. He was making beats for us. And he and his friends like just totally fucked around and made a like a fake song. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Crunk City. <laughs> it is totally like bouncy, like Southern type of song. Yeah. At the time, and I remember thinking, if you put this on the radio, people would fucking buy this shit. <laughs> and it was, it was just them fucking around. Dude, just put it on the iTunes Store. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> put a YouTube video out, and you're good. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, do you still dabble in that at all? Uh, very, very sparingly. Like you know, I, I miss it. Uh, I still want to write. It just mm-hmm. just doesn't come as easy to me as it used to. I mm-hmm. think probably because I'm not surrounded by it like I used to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't help you with that. I have no <laughs> musical talent whatsoever. Yeah. I got to find some tape of you doing this. <laughs> yeah, I get bummed because I see people who are just writing like comedy rhymes, like mm-hmm. parodies and stuff. And I'm like, man, even they're writing something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think um, with any art, like there's that block you have to get over just to be like i just have to start doing it yeah. but just getting started is can be kind of a pain in the ass yeah yeah it's the weirdest thing yeah because it's harder nowadays because when i was younger i didn't have responsibilities yeah so i could just seriously sit in my room for hours and just listen and write yeah that's the funny thing about writing in general too is just it looks like you're not doing anything yeah and you're just kind of sitting there but you're in your head like for hours before you write like two lines yeah you're like i got it write down two lines <laughs> Okay, well, I'm gonna sit here for another three hours. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I've, I think I'm more discerning than I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I could write those two lines and think, has anyone said this before? Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard this before. So, you know, oh, something yeah. addressing this before. And I'm like, I'll give up on those two lines. Oh, yeah. I would say just do it. Yeah, dude. I let's. I want to <laughs> see this. <laughs> I want to bring this back. Wrap your theme song for the show. <laughs> Elena's trying to get me to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be so <laughs> I'm all for that. Elaine, we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> we'll get him to do it. <laughs> um well speaking of Elaine, she brought you she introduced you to me as um her wrestling mentor. Yeah. So how did that all go down? Uh we went to college together mm-hmm. and again uci yeah uci right, this yeah. is when everyone was wrestling fans mm-hmm. um, i think so this is big so this is during what attitude era yeah yeah so everyone was a wrestling fan yeah, yeah. So i think she mentioned it one of the times we one of the last shows we did mm-hmm. where she because people would just come over to like my apartment mm-hmm. and watch wrestling monday nights is what she did she tried to come over a couple of times but i had cats and she's definitely allergic uh and, you know, over the years, like a lot of people fall out of love with wrestling or just stop watching. Yeah. And I don't remember why, but I sent her a, a WWE network uh, gift card a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and that sucked her right back in. Ah. And, uh, you know, she's become a, a huge fan. Yeah. You're fucking good at that. Man. <laughs> I was, I was out practically almost out. Um, it's like, I was sort of like watching random clips on YouTube again, but yeah. now I'm like back in it. Yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, it's like we, we mentioned, you know, you like NXT and the indie stuff, mm-hmm. the main roster stuff, not so much. No. 
uh, and that's what I love about wrestling right now is that there's wrestling for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And access to all of it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like I know I've heard that WWE's ratings have been down, but I would say pro wrestling in general has greater cultural penetration than it oh, yeah. does and than it has had in recent years. Um, again, just for that same reason. Like yeah. there's wrestling for everyone. There's more promotions out there there's more faces to get attached to yeah yeah it's way more entertaining now yeah um well because i think part of it for a while was um i mean monday night war was great yep if you were a fan then oh my god you were spoiled and then once vince won it just kind (laughs) of like there's no competition to drive each other yeah i that was handled so poorly because it really was i I actually saw that uh, that episode of the uh, Monday Night War documentary. Yeah, like the hand, the aftermath of it, and just like, oh well, we didn't get all the big contracts. Yeah, we didn't wait. We just had to put our guys <laughs> on the other yeah. side. I mean, it was, that was a big part of it. Just not having access to the bigger names, like they didn't have Goldberg and Sting. Yeah, but uh, you know, the uh, general thought is that Vince doesn't like pushing things that he didn't create. I mean, I'd say that's very obvious yeah. even now. So I mean, it's not like they didn't have talent; they just didn't want to use them correctly. Yeah, yeah. which is frustrating. Like, yeah. if you have, you're paying this money for this new talent to come in. Yeah, like, why are you not investing in them? Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, okay, back to you and Elaine. Uh, so you would get people to watch it then. You're still doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so in college, like, uh, she was the one, or that's how she got into it, right? Through you. I don't think she got into it through me. Uh huh. It's just we, a lot of our friends happened to be fans at the time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is probably something we bonded over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you just stayed right in it. Did you ever fall out of love with wrestling at any Oh, point? yeah, totally. Like, after. Yeah. Oh, okay. That uh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. After the Attitude Era, it kind of stopped watching like mm-hmm. i wasn't a big fan of the what they call the ruthless aggression era yeah i mean there was good stuff at the time but it just wasn't didn't feel the same to me yeah i mean i'll even that that john cena debut yeah i that, i saw that live and i'm like yeah that stuck out to me yeah but yeah i just didn't stick with it after that yeah it's what's funny is that at you know like i said at the i was working at Ticketmaster and we had access to you uh, local shows or to mm-hmm. see what was coming up and there was one company called UPW that ran locally. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah and I remember thinking, oh, I should check it out and I just never did but that company is where John Cena came from. Oh. Uh, Samoa Joe was in that company. Jesus. Yeah, and I just never watched We had access to it. They, I think they might have run in Santa Ana a few times. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what venue in Santa Ana? I want to say the Galaxy. Oh. Which is the observatory now. Oh. I was just like, wait, there's a venue in Santa Ana? Yeah. Bar wrestling, get on that. <laughs> I don't want to go out to Baldwin Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if they'd ever think about that? Like Orange County. Please. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, somewhere in Santa Ana would be perfect. Yeah. Um but okay, so when you how long was it that you fell out of love with wrestling? Man, it must have been what a, almost a decade almost a decade yeah oh, okay. like you know i'd, I'd still kind of look things up and yeah kind of pay attention to, to storylines mm-hmm. but it probably wasn't until cm punk like 
really made the main roster wow and i wasn't even a fan of his on the indies not just because i didn't see a lot i knew who he was yeah same like i knew the name i just had no idea who he was yeah but once i got to see him every week that's kind of what sucked me back in yeah yeah Yeah, i had uh i think similar path to you like i fell out of love like sometime after attitude era stopped watching and then um i saw like a clip of tna yeah and it was AJ Styles doing his thing. And I was just like, what the fuck yeah. is that? And I'm like, that's, and I kind of got back into it. I was j- literally just watching just the X division. Yeah. Like I kind of like zoned out when anything else was on. Yeah. And then after a while that fell out of love. Cause like, it, you know, TNA went to shit. <laughs> um, and then I think what got me back in recently was, um, I saw a clip of Ricochet and, uh, Will Ospreay. Yeah. One of their matches. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And like, okay, now I'm back in. And <laughs> was it the match that made, uh, Vader mad? Mate, there was a match that made Vader it mad? It was Ricochet and Ospreay. They had a match. Okay. And, you know, Vader was just, there was a... You know, the old school thinking, like mm. it's too choreographed or it's too, you know, flippy floppy. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, here's the thing, like, and okay, maybe that kind of makes sense for back then, but like nowadays everyone knows it's scripted. I'm not going to yeah. say the word fake because, you know, there's yeah. still physical uh, risk involved, but it's scripted. We know that it's it has a predetermined outcome. Yeah. And now there's mixed martial arts and boxing. Like, there's way more combat sports on TV. So we know what a real fight looks like. So if we know this is fake, just get nuts with it. (laughs) I want it to look as crazy as possible. And, like, those two delivered. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like a comic book fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I I get his thinking because I started watching during his era. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so sometimes there are times where I think it's too choreographed mm-hmm. uh or you could tell someone's setting up for a spot or waiting for like to to be the base on something mm-hmm. so that i get but like, like you said it's still fucking like fun to watch yeah and i can still enjoy it yeah it's like um it's like well it, it's kind of that same argument it's like when you're watching a movie i'm like oh that looks so fake it's a movie of course <laughs> yeah. it's fake what do you, like i know it's fake like i <laughs> hate to tell you buddy like what, what were you expecting? Do you mean a bunch of guys who raced import cars can't suddenly become <laughs> international spies? <laughs> oh, you mean that guy can't jump through a windshield, catch his girlfriend, and land on another car safely while fighting a tank? <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's totally real. What are you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean th- that style of wrestling. Like, yeah, you could tell stuff's coming, but like that's. The crowd gets into that. Yeah. Like we saw with um transitioning into NXT. <laughs> we saw with the build up and some of the matches like with the Velveteen Dream and Champa, like yeah. like Jesus Christ, the crowd's like on the ride. They know what's what's going on. It's yeah. like they're you know, reacting to every build and every spot and they're totally into it. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I just uh that type of uh match like really does appeal to me. And I think I also like the fact that um the wrestlers can really show off their athleticism. Yeah. Just because um, when it's moves that, how do I put this? When it's moves that you or, you or I could do, like we can run and stick out our arm and do a clothesline. Yeah. Like anyone could do that. But uh, to me, it's more impressive when someone does something I seriously cannot do. Yeah. Like the shit Ricochet does now, like I'm like, there's no way, you, I could train for years and not do it as well as he does. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of the most impressive things I've seen him do wasn't even during a match. What was it? It was when he first got to NXT. Uh, I can't remember who the opponent, or the guy he was like feuding with at the time was. Ricochet runs you know, from the ring, does a flip over the rope, and lands on his feet on the ramp. No, I saw that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Wait, how old is Ricochet? Uh, he's, he's 30. Okay. Yeah. Man, I'm like, he's only got a few more years of that left. Yeah. Oh, God. That's why I'm, like, torn. I'm like, do I want him on the main roster so he gets, like, the recognition he deserves? Yeah. Or do we let him, like, keep delivering amazing matches in NXT? Yeah. I think, yeah, if he gets, or if, when he gets to the main roster, they're going to have to he's gonna have to tone it down a little bit because that schedule is gonna be grueling he can't be doing that all the time i get why and i wish they just wouldn't do that type of schedule like it doesn't make any sense you're putting millions of dollars into these guys and you're only gonna get you know it's very rare that someone makes it past like five years yeah you know like why not with a guy like ricochet uh, put him on the main roster and build up. He he wrestles like once a month on a pay per view, maybe once a month on a on a TV show. Yeah, and like just let him stay healthy. Yeah, and like work on stuff, and then just do it that way. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how it was in before the pay per view era. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have pay per view, so they weren't having to do big shows right all the time. Though I do think their touring schedule is probably rougher. Hmm. Well, yeah, because they have all these dark matches that, yeah. you know, most people... Like, it's funny that people still... I guess they're cheaper to go to. Is yeah. that what it is? So you can see them. But there's no... There's ever, ever rarely a big story development yeah. at those matches. Yeah. Like, very rarely there's a title change or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I do hear they're more fun. Oh, they are? Yeah, because they're not restricted by TV. Oh, yeah. okay. So they can be a little bit more themselves. Yeah. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Like that's as close to them being back on the indies as you'll get. I think so. I like uh, the last house show I went to. This is maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like if you notice, sometimes they'll do kind of what's a house show, but they'll show it on the network. Uh, and it was at the Forum in L.A. And I think it was supposed to be one of those where they were toying with putting it on the network. Yeah, they ended up not. So the show itself ended up being booked like a regular show. I was like, oh, this is not a fun house show. Like Brock was on that show. It was a house show. Huh. Yeah. I I think that's one of the reasons they they were thinking about putting on the network. Because, I mean, if you're going to fly Brock in and pay him the money. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to put him on. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let's let's fucking jump into NXT since we're already on this wrestling kick. Um, And... I got to say, initial thoughts. I mean, I had you and Elaine and Kirby on for um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, right? yeah. Yeah, four-hour show. So that was my only other pay-per-view for WWE Yeah, like in recent history. And then I saw this live at NXT. Thanks for letting me know about the ticket. Of course. Um, all I could say is, why are we watching anything <laughs> else on the WWE? Like, what... <laughs> There's nothing I saw at SummerSlam that would even come close to competing with this. Yeah, I feel like it's NXT is steak, mm-hmm. and the main roster is a fast food hamburger. Yeah, so it's easy to uh, to get. It's uh, mm-hmm. enjoyable by the masses, right? Uh, but you know, some of us don't want the burger every week. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. This show was so much fun. It was only. 
Well, it was technically four, but I mean, that whole thing with Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle at the beginning, which was a nice treat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, what could the main roster possibly do that could compete with this? Because they, they don't let them perform this way. Yeah. Um, I mean, you went to both shows, right? Yep. So um, what was your general impression? Uh, it was kind of like that it was having steak <laughs> one night and having a mcdouble the next night <laughs> like i know what i'm getting yeah i'll enjoy it for what it is but you know i'm gonna like that steak better yeah, it's like it ain't steak yeah. jesus and it's funny that's kind of the thought now because uh, they do the takeovers before every or each of the big four pay-per-views yeah is that the nxt show is always going to be the better show i mean someone in wwe has to be like noticing this right like just what they're saying online and like the reaction from the crowds like someone's got to be seeing this yeah i don't know i like i think we talked about it vince always has the final say yeah or maybe nobody's like someone's like too scared to tell vince yeah (laughs) or they're i don't know if they're too scared to change the main product that much you could still make it pg and still make it you know good yeah like that's not it shouldn't be looked at as a handcuff but yeah also maybe like show a little bit more respect to your audience like yeah. hey they can handle more yeah you know, you might get a few letters here and there but compared to the millions of people that will love it yeah i think it's worth it yeah so i'm hoping the uh the switch for smackdown because they're moving to fox next year mm-hmm. i'm hoping that helps because uh the the rumor is that Fox wants it to be more sport-based or... Please. Yeah. And that's kind of the feel I get from NXT. Yeah. Um, just, even just based on the crowd. I, again, I didn't really hear the commentary till like, way after. Yeah. Um, but the crowd just... They kind of like who they like, and that's it. It's, yeah. not, their, it, it's not the WWE trying to steer a narrative at yeah. them. That was the biggest thing to me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in the main event with the War Games, which is two rings put together in a cage because that makes total sense <laughs> um i will address that yeah yeah later um what was i saying oh yeah so um yeah you just kind of like who you like there yeah so in the main event i couldn't tell who the heels were and who the the faces were yeah or if that was even applicable because uh, when undisputed era came out people were just cheering i was just like yeah. oh they're the good guys yeah. and then the other group came out and they were everyone was cheering like oh they're the good guys. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the th- and it's one of those things that you see in indie wrestling too. Yeah, like you can be a heel but still be appreciated. Yeah, even yeah. Um, you might get booed during the match, but afterward everyone applauds you. Yeah, yeah, which is like, oh, I love that. Like it's um, one, you're supporting those artists, and then two, it it does feel very much more sporty. Yeah, like oddly enough, like that's what kind of puts it over. Yeah, because in combat sports, there are guys doing horrible shit all the time. <laughs> But they're still getting cheered by fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that just again, I, I don't see what the main roster could provide that yeah. would compete with NXT. Um, I mean, how was the Survivor uh, Sur- Survivor Series? It was right? Survivor Series. Yeah. So how was it overall? I mean, we won't go too in depth because I didn't see it. But I mean, did Tamina get the win for her <laughs> team? <laughs> uh, like I said, it, uh, as soon as she made her entrance, the show was over for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to see anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't even tell you, like, who won. I, all I know is, like, Becky Lynch is out and everyone was pissed about it. Yeah. Uh, people were booing Ronda. Ooh. Yeah, and I don't think it was because they were booing Ronda. I think they... They wanted Becky. Yeah. Like, 
uh, Charlotte became the proxy for Becky. Yeah. So they were going to boo the yeah, person that wasn't Ron, Becky. <laughs> yeah, but Rhonda doesn't handle booze very well in general. Yeah, I feel like she she might have known what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's, I think she'll handle that better if she knows something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think uh, we were talking with Elaine afterward and Kirby, and there, you're thinking, like, it'll be Ronda, Becky at WrestleMania. That's what we hope for. Right. Uh, coming off of last week, and that's what we were hoping for, but, and that's what the talk was. Mm-hmm. But after Monday, oh, after Survivor Series 2, because mm-hmm. uh, that Survivor Series, Charlotte basically put the beat down on Ronda. Mm-hmm. Like kendo sticks and chairs. Oh, uh, so now it feels like they're still gonna steer towards Charlotte and Ronda at WrestleMania. Oh, why? Because uh, once they get something in their head, that's what they want. Yeah, but you could literally like okay. That's the thing that always puzzles me about wrestling and decisions. Yeah, you have a live reaction yeah. to your audience yeah. right then and there, and then they don't do it. Yeah, I mean these are the. It's the same company that's kept Roman Reigns a face for the last three years, even though he's getting booed. Yeah, and everyone wanted him to have a heel turn. Yeah. Ah. I mean, they did it before with The Rock, because he came when he debuted. He was a face. People hated the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. Turned heel, and that's what got him his cred. Yeah. Um, They could do the same with Roman. Right, right. Um, Okay, let's... Sorry, we keep getting off topic. Let's finally jump into the goddamn show. Okay. Uh, it starts up. I didn't see any of the pre-show for this. You guys got there a little bit before I did. Yeah, I don't know if it was pre-show they're taping for future NXT. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw a little bit of that. I saw Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae, which I got a little confused because I thought I saw Nikki Cross on the main roster. Yeah. I, am, I, am I going nuts? You know, what's funny is that I missed the couple weeks leading into the show, mm-hmm. so I don't know what's happening on the main roster. Oh. But I did keep hearing that she was she had debuted. I'm not sure. <laughs> I need to. Did she find a way back? It's like, hey, this sucks. I'm going back to NXT. Yeah. Well, it, it it does happen sometimes where when someone makes it to the main roster, there might be some transition where they're still on NXT for a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just to finish out storylines. Ah, uh, yeah. but uh, I mean, how has it looked? Isn't I mean, if NXT's getting this, like, positive feedback, like, do the other two shows not mention it, or, like... That's what's weird, is How that? do you not look at that as one of the main three brands? It's not two main rosters, it's three, really. Yeah. They'll, you know, allude to it, because people know who they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird, because they don't always push the... Like, you know, you take this time to build characters in NXT, mm-hmm. you make your main roster debut, and then it seems like most of those characters are, like, forgotten. Or yeah. Those characteristics are forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, what's the point of developing characters for two years and then not using them exactly. fully? Yeah. Exactly. And I, I even brought up this point. Like, everyone at the arena is chanting, NXT, yeah. NXT. Like, they love the promotion. I don't ever hear anyone chant Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. You don't hear raw, raw, raw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no one does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, funny because even when a top star makes it to the main roster mm-hmm. and they do something brilliant on on a show, they'll get the NXT chance. Yeah. You still hear you still hear ECW chance. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So the the show starts off. Okay. Forget the pre-show. Neither of us really. Or it might have been a. 
taping. You said. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they were taping for future. Yeah. Okay, so it opens up with uh, it's initially only four matches, but then we get a little surprise. Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. Matt Riddle comes out and he just like um, I thought he was just gonna talk and then that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really happy for Matt Riddle because I was a fan of his from his UFC days. Yeah. And his story, I don't know if you're, are you aware of his story at all? A little bit. UFC? Okay. So basically, I, I don't know how far he would have gone, but he definitely had some fights left in him. He uh, basically got suspended multiple times for just weed. Yeah. He wasn't taking steroids. It was like, it was weed because like he had a lot of pains and stuff. Yeah. And he kept getting caught in, in you know, minute amounts. And... I mean, even Dana White said, like, he's cut, he's out, he's, you know, he'll never amount to anything. And now he's in the WWE, probably making more money than he ever would have as a member of the UFC. Yeah. He's way more famous. He looks way healthier. Yeah. Um, And he just looks great. He looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. So, like, for someone to find, for an athlete to find something after fighting is, like, a... Like I always root for that, yeah. Because a lot of stories after fighting don't end well, yeah. And his is just getting started, yeah. I wonder how his uh he's gonna handle the weed thing, because he said that if he made WWE money, uh, he would stop smoking. Yeah, but I mean, look at him. That's part of his character, <laughs> yeah. like not officially, but I mean, he's like, bro, yeah. like he's got. <laughs> he looks like a surfer, um, still in great shape too. Yeah, yeah, um. But, I mean, is that against the wellness policy in the WWE? It is. I don't think it's a major strike. It <sighs> makes might, no sense. Yeah, it might be a fine, but... What about, like, CBD oil? Can they do that? I don't know. Because that shit works, man. Really? I haven't tried it. Have you? I tried it for the first time at a LA Comic Con. Um, they had, like, a booth there, and we got to... I tried a little bit of it, and I'm like, shit, this is effective. Yeah. Like, I just tried, like, some of the ointment and, like, put it on my neck. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I feel this immediately. Hmm. And then I tried a gummy to like help me sleep, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, why aren't we funding this?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Matt, uh, I guess there was something on TV, but with him and Cassius Ono beforehand. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I think uh, Cassius interrupted Matt Riddle maybe during a promo. Ah, uh, okay. And they're supposed to wrestle, like have a full match, right? I think it was this week's episode. Yeah, but in this case, and. For ten, uh, this match, like Matt Riddle just starches him with a flying knee, yeah, which was dope. And I feel like that's what would happen if they actually fought. So yeah, <laughs> that was the, you know. And for me, for my personal experience, that was good just because it's like okay, like as an MMA fan, it's like okay, cool. We're starting off with Matt Riddle, he's already got some cred, yeah, and I already knew that he he had been wrestling and getting getting popularity yeah. too. So that was like a nice little like okay, I can ease into this. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to ask you because I've. I think I heard you say you have to turn off your, your MMA brain. For yeah. This. Uh, you know, cause obviously in wrestling now there's a lot of crossover fans. There's influence. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see MMA holds in mm -hmm. wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, is it harder for you to kind of put that away? It's getting easier. Um, especially with this match in particular, just cause I said like, yeah, if you saw those two in a, in a cage, you'd be like, yeah, it's exactly what Matt Riddle would do to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Cassius Ono is a very accomplished like indie wrestler. Yeah. And, like he's got some cred too. But I mean, you look at physiques; it's like, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and that that, that kind of leads into the next match with Baszler and Kyrie Sane. Um, 
there are certain times where it's like I have to stop because I know Shayna Baszler's past. Yeah, like she'd kill Kyrie Sane in a real yeah. fight. Like when I saw that chokehold, I'm like, well, she's not, you know, wrapping the legs up. She's not. I mean, if she really tried to put that choke on her, yeah. Um, I understand what they were doing was show for the crowd, but if they had actually, if she actually pulled off that choke, it's like Kyrie would have been done right then and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, I'm a casual MMA fan. Mm-hmm. Like I know enough. So that mm-hmm. was one of the, when you know, they started using arm bars in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, they they'll fight it off for like a minute or two, trying to get to the ropes, break the hole, and mm-hmm. like in a real fight, it would have been done in two seconds. Yeah, that's it. There's no breaking out of it by grabbing the rope. Yeah, which is a weird rule. I'm like, how did that start? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's like it's out of bounds. It's considered. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a topic for the show coming yeah. out over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elaine, take all the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think WWE like put out, uh, they actually put out the rule book a couple of years ago, like the kayfabe rule book. So if anyone really, wants, yeah. If oh, anyone, I gotta check that out. If anyone wants to get us that for Christmas. Yeah. Like <laughs> Cause there's weird ones like the Freebird rule. I'm like, I had no idea that was, yeah, what that was. It's when um, and everyone in a stable can defend the tag team yeah. titles, basically. Yeah, and that was made, I think, especially for the Freebirds in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Riddle. Oh no, that was like a fun little thing to get the show going. I yep. thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got a good pop from the crowd. Everyone was into it, um, and everyone seemed to have embraced Matt Riddle right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long he's been wrestling prior to this. Uh, I think he's been on the indies like it was a thing that he was already doing yeah for a while right yeah yeah um yeah one of the things i liked about this match all seven seconds of it it's the little attention to detail that nxt mm-hmm. like has uh well casio ono specifically so i don't know if you noticed it he always wears a basketball themed gear okay uh he's wearing sacramento king colors Oh, you know, at Staples Center, (laughs) you know, it's nothing they alluded to. No one ever called attention to it. Right. But if he can get that extra little heat. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice little deal. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Psychology. That's, that's what you get more of in pro wrestling because it has to be part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we had Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Again, very entertaining match. Um, My only gripe was like, it's a title fight. Shouldn't it be before? Or, I mean, after the Black Gargano match? That was really it. Yeah. Again, turning off the MMA brand, yeah. I'm like, the title fight should be at the end. Like, um, But other than that, I thought it was a great match. Yeah. And normally, I like you know title fights toward the end as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think because there was only you know four scheduled matches or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you had to kind of pace out those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a... This was, Special stipulation on this one, too. Two out of three falls for the NXT Women's Championship. And um, I haven't been keeping track. I haven't been watching regularly. But Shayna and Kyrie have been in this rivalry for a while now, right? Yeah. I want to say it's been at least a year. A year. Yeah. Is that the... They said it started the May Young Classic, I think? Or? Yeah. So that was last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So let's... Cre- Wait. How long has Shayna been in um, NXT? Because uh, I know Kyrie's been wrestling for much longer. Yeah. Well, I think Shayna was the same where she was training and she wrestled on the indies. Yeah, I we remember. We saw her at bar wrestling. Well, we, oh, really? Yeah, we saw her at bar at least one time. Okay. I remember she was in that PWG thing a few times as well. Oh, she would go to shows. Oh, she would. She never competed there? No, PWG doesn't do women's wrestling. Boo. Oh, yeah. what? 
to my knowledge, I think Kenneth LeRae is the only one that's ever wrestled there. Oh, lame. Yeah, I think this is why. Oh, well, Joey Ryan mentioned it on Steve Austin's podcast. This mm. is why he started Bar. Oh, that's why you see it's very uh, heavy on women's wrestling and at bar wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, see now I'm like now I don't want to go to a PWG yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, New Japan doesn't have any women's wrestling either. Ah, come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, lame. What's Stardom is the yeah the equivalent. I mean, they're not like huge, but yeah, Stardom's one of the more popular. I wonder ones. why that is. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm just assuming it's Japanese hierarchy. Yeah, in Japan, but yeah. PWG. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know that one. That doesn't make any sense, considering like it's pretty goddamn big now yeah and you have more people than fill out the card yep yeah anyway um but sheena had been she hasn't been pro wrestling too long right no so i want to say it's been a couple years but she made her her w or nxt debut at the mayon classic now has she i mean she's obviously the women's champ now but did she deserve that push in your opinion um has she has she been that good of a performer I mean, she looked great. I thought she looked great here, but I don't know about the past. Yeah, I think when she debuted, it's kind of like if you know that she was uh, uh, already an, uh, a, a real fighter. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those where you can not let it go, but you understand why. Yeah, she's getting that push because, like you said, she could legitimately fuck somebody up. If she yeah, to. yeah. She is like a, she's a vet, like like almost pioneer status in yeah. MMA for women. Yeah. Know? So when you know she came in and she was badass, you you bought it immediately. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but then uh, how did the rivalry with the Sane start? I think it was at the Mayon Classic. Okay. Man, it's been so long. But, but I want because Kyrie. I think Kyrie won that one. Kyrie won that one <laughs> okay. over Shayna. Yeah. Okay. Probably helps Shayna that like she's Ronda Rousey's yeah. BFF. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, she and I, like, I knew her from her MMA days. And, like, I also knew that, like, whenever she was interviewed, she'd bring up pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, there was one, um, I forgot what podcast it was. But, like, yeah, she was talking about the Four Horsemen and their whole history. And, like, she was just going balls deep into yeah. it. Yeah. So she knows her stuff when it comes to pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, all four of them were fans. Mm-hmm. I saw them at a PWD show, actually, one time. Nice. Yeah, they used to go a lot. Yeah, I remember I followed their social media. They would post there a lot. Yeah. Uh, Shayna used to train under uh, Josh Barnett also. He's a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's done some, some wrestling too. He has. Yeah. Um, I think in Japan. I don't know about her here. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, she's always been a pro wrestling fan, and obviously it's starting to pay off for her. Uh, Kyrie Sane, and, but okay, onto their actual match. Her and Kyrie Sane had this. I thought it was really interesting to see and again for me being like mma fan i was like oh cool she's respected here it's yeah. not like oh someone coming in from another thing and yeah. being expected to be like th- like they didn't feel like they were pushing her on us yeah yeah um but what were your thoughts on the match um i loved it i thought it was a little short for a two out of three falls match I think yeah it, it did like, seem fast it was like 10 minutes yeah but it was felt fast paced like it never stopped moving yeah. Uh, no, I mean, right off the bat, Kyrie saying like charged at her. Oh yeah, like yeah. right at the bell, she yeah. just ran at her. Yeah, she's a good baby face. Yeah, like everyone, you just see her and you're like, oh, I'm gonna cheer for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, what was I saying? I think the first fall was that submission, right? Yeah, cure food of clutch after interference. What is she? 
What does Shayna call it there? Akira Funa clutch. Oh, it's just a rear naked choke without yeah. the legs being wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, there are a few people that use a rear naked choke, and they have their own names for it. Right. Oh, yeah. Joe does. He calls it something like uh, Takeda clutch. Or yeah. Something. yeah. 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 And then Oscar's is the Oscar lock. It really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, even Taz back in ECW like had a different name for it. I think it was a rear naked choke with a chicken wing. Yeah. Uh, wait. There's a. Um, there's an actual like Japanese name for that. What the fuck? Kata Hajime. I think that's what that it is. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a real hold, too, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, no, this match was a lot of fun. I think both wrestlers got to like showcase what they do. It was, it was nice seeing that insane elbow live. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. She really does get like 90 degrees, like. Yeah. in there i'm like man she's gonna have some hip problems when she's older yeah <laughs> uh, it's hard to explain if you've never seen her elbow drop yeah it's like everyone's seen like the macho man version but yeah. hers it's like she's turned at a weird angle and it really sells that she's driving her elbow into you yeah like her body's at a 90 degree 90 degree angle at the hip <laughs> yeah it's really weird yeah. um but uh yeah they, it was a great match so far good pace and then um shana excuse me um Jessamine and Marina Shafir came out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't know that they had gotten to that point yet that they were going to be on TV because they're really like Shayna's fairly new to it. She's, but these two are like really new. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think they signed during the summer, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and both of them were fighters too. Not as successful as Shayna or Rhonda, but like, you know, they have some cred there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they had their. I didn't know that like they had brought in that faction already. I knew they were wrestling. Yeah, but I didn't know that they were like together. Yeah, it was the same here. Like I didn't know. I, I, I think they uh, interfered at Evolution. Oh, uh, they cost Kyrie the championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wait, so Evolution had all three shows on there. Uh, yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's big. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think eventually it's going to be only a matter of time before those three are with Ronda and Ronda will have her stable because yeah. they've been calling themselves the Four Horsewomen yeah. since they were all in the UFC. Yeah, they've already teased like the Four Horsewomen versus the Four Horsewomen. Oh, wow. uh, I think it was it. It was at at one of the NXT shows mm-hmm. last year. They just kind of you know walked by each other. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the match ended with um, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai coming out to back up. Uh, Kyrie Sane. Yes. And Io Shirai had the prettiest moonsault I've ever seen in my yeah. life. That was like, like a perfect arc. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. Like some people consider her the uh, best wrestler in the world. Wow. Male or female. Wow. Really? Yeah. And Chris Wolf used to train, train under her? Yeah. Goddamn. I mean, Chris. I the, you know, I'd seen clips of Io obviously on the internet mm-hmm. than when I was actually at a stardom show. Mm-hmm. Um, when EO came out, just she didn't even say anything. She was just getting into the ring, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, "Oh, she has it! Like mm-hmm. I want to see anything she does." And yeah. she was just getting into the ring. That was it. Damn! Like you know, some people have the it thing, and she does. Yeah, it was this whole thing where um, Dakota Kai ran out first to try yeah. and like stop Marina and Jessamine. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, EO Shirai just comes right out, hits that moon. Like she climbs up to the top of the ring and then hits it to the outside. Yeah. It was just pretty to look at. Yeah. That's like the perfect word to describe it. Cause it was like, 
it wasn't a short moonsault, wasn't too far, and then like her actual like I don't know how to put this. It looked graceful. Yeah. Yeah, the actual dive. It was so crazy. Uh, and then it ends with Shayna kind of countering the uh, the insane elbow. Yeah. Which it didn't it didn't hit register when I was in the crowd, but when I saw the replay, yeah, it made a little more sense. Yeah, when we saw it live, I thought Carvey won. That's what. Yeah, I was like, yeah. ah, huh? And then I heard the music play. I'm like, wait, that's not her music. Yeah, but, but you know, watching watching on uh, the network, uh, Shayna looked like she shifted a little bit and caught Kyrie and and turned a choke into a pin. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty smooth. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry getting notes from the next recording anyway um but yeah it looked way better on tv and like that's i wish staples center had like screens yeah. so we could see that better i was just like what happened yeah <laughs> but uh overall great match yeah. i thought i had a lot of fun again it kept the momentum up from the the matt riddle spot yep. um next up is my f- match of the night it's uh, alistair black versus johnny gargano um and this is the type of I didn't I had again I didn't know anything about the story, but this is the type of match I like to see. It yeah. was athletic. Um, the guys were play, like playing off each other well. You could see the psychology going. Um, they were selling like real realistic looking moves. Yeah, but still mixing it in with the that crazy stuff like um, Alistair like picking him up with his picking up Gargano with his foot. And yeah. Like <laughs> That's his, his uh, usual thing. Yeah, when, it when is. Finished, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you, there's a point where Gargano does it to black. Oh, re- yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, I'm a little familiar with Gargano. Alistair black. This is the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, that, I'm sorry for the hardcore fans, but I'm like, it's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought both these guys were fantastic. I immediately followed Alistair black after that match. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys that came in and immediately. Uh, I mean, he had a reputation on the indies, mm-hmm. but I had never seen him until he got to NXT, and just immediately I'm like, oh, I, I love this guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, what were your thoughts on the the match overall? Like, um, it was another one. Like, it just never stopped moving. I like, yeah, the yeah. pace they kept up. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I like that it wasn't. You know, some it, they didn't follow the formula of oh the the heel is in control for the first part of the match. Mm-hmm. It went back and forth like the entire time. Yeah, and again, this is another match where I couldn't tell like who's the the face, who's the heel. I, I mean, is Gargano the face? Well, that's part of the storytelling that I love. Okay. Uh, so you know, Gargano had his rivalry with uh, Tommaso Ciampa for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and because they were a tag team, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommaso turned. Alistair Black was the NXT champion, mm-hmm. and he was facing Ciampa. Gargano came in to uh, basically try and destroy or distract Ciampa. Mm-hmm. It backfired. He ended up hitting Alistair Black in the face with the title belt. Uh, so that's how Black lost okay. his title and started this r- rivalry. Got it, got it. So it's kind of the th- one of the things I liked about this match is it's that it was Alistair Black just trying to get his revenge. While you see Gargano just kind of, he's supposed to be the good guy, and now he's doing bad things, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like his descent into madness. Oh, uh, okay. like I don't know if you know his trunks. It's hard to see from where we were sitting, uh, but on TV, his trunks were Punisher inspired. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like nice. you know, his little winky face, but it had like the Punisher teeth. Yeah. So it's you know the good guy doing bad things. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, which I I didn't notice until I saw it on TV. Nice, um, but yeah, I mean, great display from both guys. I really had some great chemistry in there. Again, it was just fun to watch. Yeah. And first, I I feel like again I'm new coming into it. To see that without knowing the story, that was super entertaining. Yeah. So I feel like it always comes back down to like the in-ring work. That's, yeah. It has to be good. It doesn't have to be that style, but it's just got to be entertaining. Yeah. Because the next match was like nothing like that style. Yeah. <laughs> and it was still super entertaining. In fact, the crowd was probably the, the most invested in that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Alistair Black, I'm definitely going to be following him now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you a fan of that kind of athletic, like chain wrestling type of style or? Yeah. Like, I think this match was right up my alley where it's hard hitting, but it's also technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my favorite. Um, was this your match of the night? It was. Oh yeah, definitely. It was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people were torn between that one and the next match we're going to uh, check out here is, uh, oh, is yeah. Alistair Black defeated Gargano. He hit it. What does he call that kit? That roundhouse kick? Uh, the black mask. The black mask. Yeah. yeah. He hit two of those and he sold it so well. And, uh, yeah, again, I looked up the replay and it looked even more devastating there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great match. Again, my favorite of the night. Uh, next up you had Tommaso. Oh, wait, sorry. Before, oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but right before, uh, black hit him, uh-huh. uh, with the, the two black masses, he says to Johnny, uh, could be obviously couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I absolve you of your sins. Yeah, I saw that in the yeah. uh, in the uh, the replay. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh shit, this got serious." Yeah. <laughs> so I hope they have like a fucking let's do best of three. If I can go five more times, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check that one out if you got WWE Network. Uh, next up, we had the NXT Champion uh, Tommaso. He says Champa. I keep saying Champa. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Velveteen Dream, and uh, Ciampa defeated him via pinfall. But again, uh, I mean, the Aleister Black match was like my favorite one of the night, but just barely, because yeah. this one was fantastic too. Uh, and a little bit more, I mean, they were still very athletic and had those dangerous spots, but it was a little bit more of what the mainstream's probably used to. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more of those classic moves. Uh, especially Velveteen Dream mimicking a lot of the classic wrestlers. Yeah, he's paying a tribute to a lot of the wrestlers we grew up watching. Yeah. yeah. So is that part of his gimmick or no? I think it is now. It is now. Yeah. But before this, no. Uh, I feel like he he pulls him out at the takeover shows. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Because he his outfit was very um, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Totally inspired by. Actually, Hollywood. not very. Like almost exactly. Yeah. I mean, he even came out doing the. The listening to the crowd thing, yeah, but the beginning. I, yeah, but and he was flexing for the crowd and everything. Yeah. But he also, um, I think Kirby was telling me he's kind of trolling Hulk a little bit. Yeah, because we know now Hogan said some racist things. So yeah, Velveteen you know, Dream is the black guy dressed as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, didn't he also? Didn't Hulk Hogan like vote him off? I think some reality show or something. It was a uh, tough enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So that must have been <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a payback there. Yeah. Um, well, for those for people who aren't used to it, what is Velveteen? How would you explain Velveteen Dream's like gimmick? Initially, it was it felt like he was uh, channeling Prince. Mm. Uh, you know, his color was 
purple. Yeah, very flamboyant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's still showy and flashy. Mm-hmm. But now we've seen he's paying tribute. Like, he uses a lot of, uh, or at least in this match, a lot of old school uh, moves. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of nice because he's like a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. He's a young kid, too, right? He's only 23. God damn. And he had a match like that already. Like, that crowd was on every near fall. I was just like, ah. Yeah. It's funny. Going into it, I didn't know I wanted uh, Velveteen Dream to win until it was almost happening. Yeah. And then, yeah, the crowd went nuts. Like, if he had won, that place would have exploded. Yeah. It's like, oh, I even have the main event now. We're we're good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy to think those three matches... I feel like we're better than all of SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of a shame. Again, it goes back to, like, why am I watching anything yeah. else on here? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Tommaso, again, he uh, I thought he played that um, that role of where the champ's, like, obsessed with the belt, yeah. that type of gimmick. I thought he played that well. Um, great performer. It uh, ended when um, Champa, like, DDT'd Velveteen Dream on the... Uh, on that metal part in between the two rings. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, during this whole time, folks, there's like two rings connected together. Yeah. And like they're only each match is only using one at a time. <laughs> which uh again, I was just like, just throw them into the other ring. Yeah, I was surprised that we didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. They were like I guess maybe they got told to for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe they were saving it for the actual war games. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, this I thought this was a great Oh, great match in terms of like really pulling in the crowd. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize like everyone would be cheering for Velveteen Dream so hard. Yeah, yeah. So he's so he's very popular with the with that crowd. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you know came out as a heel, then became just you know like we said, people cheer for who they want to cheer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Then I was sucked in too. I'm like, I had no idea who either of these guys were. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was counting along with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, um, fantastic match. Uh, Tommaso got the win, but I mean, Velveteen Dream's twenty three. He's yeah. got plenty of fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, gotta gonna wrap this one up soon. Okay, so last uh, last match, main event, the actual War Games match. Uh, Berto, could you explain exactly what the War Games match is? Okay, I, I wanted to touch on this because uh, producer Michael Lane's husband, uh, who is only wrestling fan by association kept wondering why there were two rings and why not cage. <laughs> so this whole thing started in the 80s when the four horsemen were like these huge heels running rush shot over the nwa mm-hmm. so uh dusty Rhodes, uh at least behind the scenes came up with this match and it was the way to contain the four horse uh men uh in this cage and at the time when they started doing it there was a roof over the cage and you could only <laughs> win by submission or knockout. So oh, there's no whoa. pinfall. Yeah. Knockout. Yeah. What? The, like yeah. a 10 count? Like uh, I believe so, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So that that's the history that's why war games exist. Yeah, I remember seeing like, WCW did it a few times as well. Yeah, they continue that tradition. Yeah, I remember that. And that's that's how I first saw this this yeah. gimmick, but yeah, it was like, oh, it was cool to see WWE brought it in. Yeah. And it's just insanity. And I get I love the absurdity that comes with the wrestling and like that that type of setup like really like shows it off right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's crazier than one ring with a cage? Two. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one it was a uh, it was five on five, so I think hmm. it kind of necessitated 
mm-hmm. two rings instead of yeah. just one. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, when you have those factions going against each other, it gets real crowded in that ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about the rings. They look smaller in person. Yeah. And what's funny is that the WWE ring is the biggest one. Oh, really? It's 20 by 20. Oh, yeah. The ones at Bar Wrestling were tiny. I think they're 16 by 16, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this was uh, insanity. And like, you, can, you can't get a pinfall until everyone's in there. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, every three minutes, like it was two factions. It was Undisputed Era. Again, I was confused. I thought they were the faces at first because everyone was cheering for them. And then uh, on the other side, it was the team of Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders. And Ricochet is the only one I was familiar with. Oh, no, wait, I knew who Roderick Strong is, too. Yeah. Um, but they're the only ones, like, I was like, who that I was familiar with at all. Yeah. So... We have, uh, let's see, wait, the War Raiders too, I, um, it was fun learning who they were because they're, they're giants, but yeah. they're insanely agile. They're yeah. doing all the flippy shit too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fun. They, uh, seen them in ROH, I think in New Japan a little bit. And, you know, I'm never, you know, the big guys who are just big aren't always my thing. Yeah. Uh, but I knew they were capable capable of more, but seeing it live is way different. Mm-hmm. It gave me a new appreciation for those guys. Um, but yeah, this whole match was insane. Um, once the weapons came in, went nuts. Of course, Ricochet, I was like, <laughs> as soon as I saw Ricochet in this match, I'm like, he's going to jump off that cage. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course he's going to jump off that fucking cage. Like, How do you not have him do it? I think there's a reason there's no roof on this one. Yeah. Um, That'd be funny, though, if they did an angle like that, where it's like they have all these setups for Ricochet to jump off something and he doesn't do it. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what he does in the main roster. Uh, that, that would be a good heel thing for him to yeah. do. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going up. Nope. Elbow drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was insanity. This was the first time I'd seen something like that. I, um, again, considering how much mayhem's going on, it did feel like oh okay focus here now yeah focus here that they did a good job of like drawing the crowd's attention yeah what was your uh, favorite moment in the match um it definitely wasn't waiting for the refs to open the cage <laughs> that was the dumb that took me that was the only thing that took me out of the match yeah like because there's this point at the end where pete dunn's still stuck in the cage because one of the other guys like put a different lock on yeah and the refs are just standing around, not doing anything about it. Yeah. And it's not only until for when, for the TV spot, when the spotlight comes in, he's supposed to come out. Then they run out and get the bolt cutters. Yeah. And I'm like, but why were you just standing there, guys? Yeah, it didn't look as bad on TV, but for the no, live it crowd, it, it just it seemed really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was just very strange for like, like guys, why why are you standing there? In anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, it's it's wrestling. What are you gonna, that that's where it's like wrestling yeah <laughs> um but uh oh seeing the war raiders do that stuff too doing what they did yeah that was my first match with them um i saw them i saw one i, I don't know their names i'm sorry it's uh henson and row henson and row one of them did like the handspring like the tajiri style yeah like flippy thing i was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh let's see I'm trying to think some other stuff because uh, Pete Dunn's like, he's, what is he, the cruiserweight? Cha- no, he's the NXT UK champion. NXT UK champion. Uh, wait, how many belts do they have? Uh, well, I don't know if 
NXT UK is kind of considered separate because it's a UK show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's that belt, the NXT title, the North American title, women's title, tag titles. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, that's why I was like, confused. Of I'm like, there's all these belts. I'm like, who's what? Yeah. Um. Um. Let's see. What else was there? I'm trying to think of other. There's like so much crap going on. You're like, wait, what happened? Oh, how did I forget this? That moment where they like got uh, in the middle of the ring. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the middle of the two rings. Yeah. And they were kind like of the facing four, off. Yeah, on the it was yeah. like classic, like West Side Story, like yeah. face off. <laughs> it's uh, someone photoshopped that picture and put a Thanksgiving table in between. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's brilliant! I gotta look that up. Then. Um, but that looked way better on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the the camera angle. What we saw was just you know the two guys lined up and walking toward each other. Yeah. But on TV, like the camera's right in the middle. Oh, that poor cameraman. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's something you don't see on TV too. It's just the camera guy's there the whole time in the ring with them. <laughs> yeah, just one guy in the cage. It's like, please God, just get me out of here. He's in there for the match was like almost an hour. <laughs> it was forty-seven minutes. Forty-seven minutes. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Just that poor cameraman just doing like, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, great. I mean, great match all around. I think some people wanted um, undisputed era to. To win, it seemed yeah. like. I mean, that's what I could tell in the outside afterward with all those people chanting yeah. that. Oh, want- what is it? He goes Adam Cole, the Adam Cole chant. Baby, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if part of that is because a lot of those guys are PWG guys. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, like Ricochet. Well, not he's not in undisputed era, but Ricochet, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Roddy Strong. And Adam Cole, baby, they've all been PWG champions. Oh, if you don't know, PWG uh, used to run out of Reseda. They're got it, so they're local. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because the pop for them was just as big as the the quote unquote good guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then we'll have to start following them. But honestly, um, again, there's I didn't see any downsides with this except for the dumb refs. And I'm talking about the whole night. Yeah. I didn't see any downsides with this whole event. It was a lot of fun. The crowd was into it. And I'm just glad I got to see Ricochet with his big spot. Yeah, the 720 off the cage. Fucking a double moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, finally, he's going to do it. Yeah. And when, even like one of the little things I liked about that spot is all the guys that he landed on. Mm-hmm. You could see they were still kind of hitting each other. Yeah. Instead of just standing there waiting for him to yeah. jump. Yeah. They were like they were like pretending like hold each other in place too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as Ricochet, because he was on top of that cage for a while. Yeah. As soon as Ricochet got up there, the crowd was already like, "Oh, here it comes." Yeah. Here it comes. Everyone's like, "Let me, let me record this." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I mean, for my first live NXT event, this was fucking great. Like, why are we watching anything else in the yeah. WWE? I mean, our friend John Pingle, shout out to John Pingle. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't watch the main roster anymore. Yeah, I don't see why it probably saves him loads of time. Yeah, yeah. that's five hours a week. Yeah, sh- oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Le- yeah. Shout out to John Pingle, but Jesus Christ, yeah. Why watch anything else? Like, yeah. there's no reason to. And that's not to say I don't have like I'm not fans of people on there. Like yeah. I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch, AJ, yeah. Samoa Joe, all those people. But I kind of wish they were in NXT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I'm I'm guessing like a lot of people on NXT's roster kind of feel that way. It's like we're, we're good here. We don't, yeah. don't need to go to that <laughs> other show. <laughs> no one's chanting SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you go to a raw taping, it'll be like raw raw raw? <laughs> I'll try and start that up. <laughs> no, guys, no. All right, just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think we got to wrap it up on there, Berto. This was a fucking blast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me back again. Yeah, finally got your own showcased, <laughs> uh, your own self like showcased on here by yourself. Yeah, but your I own feel, spotlight. I feel so far from you. <laughs> All right, I'm behind the glass. Yeah. But uh, Berto, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brainiac the MC. That's Brainiac with a K. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything else to plug? Um, I will plug Room to Improv. Uh, they're running, they run shows every first Friday of the month, and the next one is Friday, December 7th at the Secret Rose in North Hollywood. Uh, you can find Room to Improv at roomtoimprov.net and also facebook.com slash roomtoimprov. Uh, and I just want to give a shout out to Darklight Clothes. Uh, they're a goth-inspired clothing line that also has like Harry Potter and Disney-inspired things. And the War Raiders were actually wearing the logo. Oh at shit! The show. Yeah, nice. And uh, so I, I love their stuff. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Nice. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And don't forget to check out the Geek Offensive on all social media as well with the handle at Geek Offensive. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, which you can find on all social media with the handle at Geek Offensive. Or Geek Say What, excuse me. Um, and this show is, I mean, big shout out to the network for providing pretty much everything we need to do the show. Um, they set up the the studio time and uh, the platform for us so big thank you to the network um we also have a plethora of shows coming out on the network um already readily available now is our ready set geek your starting line to geek culture hosted by jace blah hosted by alex jpg cole and anthony uh, and Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish, your twice-a-month trivia podcast. Uh, coming soon, we have DGIF, that's Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal and Alex, and uh, they'll be bringing marginalized issues uh, in focus and to a much longer format that you know deserves a deeper dis- and, and it, they're just issues that deserve a deeper discussion. And we have RP Geek Allegories, hosted by JPG. Jason, I'm going to be honest, I forgot the actual uh, synopsis, but uh, it's JPG, so it's got to be good. Go download that once it comes out. Um, and then I'm not going to, I can't formally announce it yet, but it's Berto and Elaine are going to have a little project soon. Working on it. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the pieces are in place already. We'll <laughs> announce that soon, but keep an eye out for it. Uh, big shout out to uh, our associate producers Wayland Productions for providing the space letting us use the equipment you can find them at wayland.ws and please support their audio drama We're Live Frontier now available on Alpha and final shout out goes to the Balut Club t-shirt sponsoring this show Um, you can uh, find links to buy that shirt at uh, This Filipino American Life and their social media I'm going to put, actually, you know what? I'll put it on Geek Offensives and my social media as well. Sweet. But yeah, basically go to the link, fill out the form, and uh, it should be available. I mean, 
it's available Black Friday, but this will come out next week. Yeah. So it's been available. <laughs> so buy that shirt, you heathens, because cool. it's helping me like cover the cost for this show. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's a take on the uh, the Bullet Club T-shirt. So yep, but Filipino. Yes, <laughs> uh, several Filipino American wrestlers actually wear the shirts they have them including chris wolf shout out to chris (laughs) (laughs) but uh birdo thank you again so much for doing this man thank you this was a blast uh don't forget to rate comment and subscribe to join the offensive thank you everybody